Sonic the Hedgehog and a whole gang of your favorites are hitting theaters in Sonic the Hedgehog 2, and I've got my review right now. This review is sponsored by Peloton. Visit OnePeloton.com. That's O-N-E-P-E-L-O-T-O-N.com to learn about everything Peloton has to offer. Hello, everybody, and welcome to my review of Sonic the Hedgehog 2, which is hitting theaters this weekend. It's hard to think about the fact that we already have a sequel to this movie because Sonic the Hedgehog, the first one, was one of the first movies in the sort of pandemic era or pre-pandemic era. It feels like that was one of the last ones that we all went to see before things went absolutely crazy. Well, here we are emerging from it, and we have the sequel, Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Jeff Fowler returns to direct with writers Pat Casey and Josh Miller also returning. Adding to the team, John Whittington, one of the writers on the Lego Batman movie. Sonic, voiced again by Ben Schwartz, is joined by his video game sidekick Tails, reprised by voice actress Colleen O'Shaughnessy from her role as Tails in video games and on the television show Sonic Boom. Dr. Robotnik is also back, played by Jim Carrey, as only Jim Carrey can play the character, and he's brought back from exile a new partner in crime named Knuckles, voiced by Idris Elba. Where are my manners. Sonic, meet Knuckles, my new BFFAE, bestest friend forever and ever. Also returning are humans James Marsden and Tika Sumter as Sonic's adopted parents, and Natasha Rothwell as Sumter's sister Rachel, whose Hawaiian paradise wedding is in danger of being wrecked by Sonic and his hijinks. Put the ring on my finger. No, Randall, listen to me. Need... Randall, look at me. Ring on my finger. Randall, give me the ring. Give me just one second. Put a ring on it! And there's no denying at this point that Sonic the Hedgehog has become a cross-generational franchise. The kids who sat and played the Sonic video games when they first came out on Sega are now making YouTube videos about the movies or even taking their own kids to see these movies after raising them on new iterations of the cartoon shows that they themselves watched when they were children. And back in 2019, I think it was, I was very critical of Paramount for bowing down to the outcry from fans on the redesign of the Sonic character. In case you forgot, when the first trailer for the first Sonic movie came out, they had redesigned the character. It was met with a horrific reaction from just about everybody. And Paramount, without delaying the release of the film, luckily it turns out for them, but unluckily for a bunch of VFX artists who had a lot of work to do, they redesigned Sonic to be more faithful to the video game cartoon TV adaptations. And I think it actually helped the film overall because the fans felt heard. I think it is a very slippery slope when you talk about changing products and and crafting it to fan reaction, but even though I was skeptical of it at the time, I do think that it worked for this franchise overall. And now with Sonic the Hedgehog 2, I think they're going even more into that direction by bringing in very faithful adaptations of characters like Tails and Knuckles. It's just doubling down into that Sonic fandom, and I think that what Paramount is finding is it's not a niche thing. Yes, the hardcore Sonic fans are having fun with these movies, but I think it's also introducing these characters to a whole new audience. Speaking of cross-generational, it's been nearly 30 years, that's hard to think about, since Jim Carrey's massive breakthrough year of 1994. One of the best years for any actors ever. And here he is making his mark on a second generation as Dr. Robotnik. I get it. <laughs> I don't think you do. But you're about to. And so will that idiot sheriff in his wife. 
And your little dog, too! Carrie's Dr. Robotnik is hammy and showy and over-the-top and all the things that made people fall in love with Jim Carrey in the first place. The other humans in the film are far less featured than they were in the previous movie, but Marsden and Sumter do what they need to do, which is to exude parental love and patience for their unconventional ward. Natasha Rothwell actually is the standout for me in the human crowd this time as she fiercely fights off all attempts at ruining her dream wedding. All right, bring it in. All right, <laughs> great. Oh, and if you screw up my wedding, I will end you. Some people might write this movie off just as a kid's movie, and yes, it is definitely largely aimed at a young audience. It has a lot of that juvenile humor in it as well, but I don't think that it actively insults the intelligence of kids, or the adults in the audience for that matter. I laughed several times during this movie, and I never found myself in eye roll or grin and bear it mode. The only times that it really failed to keep my interest were because the runtime is at about two hours, which is maybe a tad too long for the story that they're telling, but I was I wasn't checking my watch because I was like, oh, get me out of this unending nightmare, as I have done in many other films that are aimed towards kids before. Sonic 2 basically captures what the first movie did so well and doubles down on that, which is what I think most good sequels do. Yes, there's a lot less for the humans to do this time, save for Jim Carrey, but Jim Carrey's basically a cartoon anyway. And this is mostly just a good old-fashioned adventure as Sonic and Knuckles race to see who will be the first to reach the Master Emerald, an all-powerful artifact hidden on Earth. Robotnik falls into Knuckles' corner, ready to execute his own secret plan, and Tails ends up Sonic's invaluable ally, whose gadgets and ability to fly save the day more than once. And it's not just on a script level that I enjoyed Sonic the Hedgehog 2, I think that technically the movie also delivers. Cinematographer Brandon Trost has carved out a really good niche for himself, delivering cinematic comedies. His credits include The Disaster Artist, Pop Star, Never Stop, Never Stopping, and Both Neighbors films. The music is provided by Tom Holkenborg, aka Junkie XL, although nothing really stands out quite as much as his work in some of his previous films. And I think that the movie's special effects look good. The CG characters are the perfect amount of cartoonish while still somewhat fitting in to their surroundings, and I respected that there were things like background plates that were shot practically and not all recreated with cartoonish animation. These are cartoon-type characters that do exist in the real world, and the scales never really tip too far one way or the other and I think that that works for the movie there are several really cool set pieces there's a snowboarding set piece there's a really cool temple set piece uh, where everyone's trying to make their way through this temple with a bunch of booby traps of course these are all based on different levels and different Sonic video games but I think again that's where the balance works yes if you are a fan of the Sonic video games then you're going to see all of these different things that you recognize from the games that are going to enhance your enjoyment of the film at the same time even if you've never played a Sonic video game before, I think you're going to enjoy these characters and these levels because the jokes are references, but they're not inside jokes. It's not like you're going to be on the outside if you don't have this certain exposure to different Sonic media. It really is a great example of how to use so much deep background to generate things that fans are going to enjoy while still winning over new fans. There's really no secret as to who Paramount is really targeting as far as the audience for this movie. If you like 
Sonic the Hedgehog. If you remember the games fondly, or if you're a kid, I think that you're probably going to like this movie. If you're just looking for some solid entertainment and you like a good adventure story, then I think that you're going to enjoy this movie. But if you're showing up hoping for something that reinvents the Sonic mythology or casts it in some new light, then I don't think you're really going to get what you wanted because this is pure Sonic action from top to bottom for better or worse. I generally found it to be for better, but your mileage as always may vary. I talked at the top of this review about how Sonic coming out now in a way feels like it's completing a circle from 2020. It feels like that extra for me because Sonic the Hedgehog was the first movie that I reviewed after I launched this channel back in April of 2020 when it became available early. Sonic the Hedgehog was one of the first movies that the studios made available early for you to watch at home. And I also invented something very special for that first Sonic movie that I'm very happy to say it shares in common with Sonic the Hedgehog 2. And that is because of my enjoyment of this film and the fact that I think it actually delivers some pretty solid action and some laughs and some good performances, Sonic the Hedgehog 2 becomes the latest entry into the Video Game Movies of Acceptable Quality Hall of Fame. I think Sonic is our first franchise with multiple entries. Will there be a Sonic the Hedgehog 3? Well, there are definitely some hints as to where that may go if it does happen. But before we get ahead of ourselves with another sequel, the point of the matter is that I enjoyed Sonic the Hedgehog 2. I think if you know what you're getting into, you will as well. And it's just a fun time at the movies. And hey, isn't that something that we all need? So those are my thoughts on Sonic the Hedgehog 2, which is out in theaters here this weekend. Do you plan on running out and running around a ring to see it, or are you going to wait until it comes out for you to watch at home? Let me know down in the comments below. And before I go, I would like to thank the sponsor for this video, which is Peloton. I've been spending a fair amount of time with my new Peloton treadmill this last month or so. It's a purchase that I made uh, before there was ever a sponsorship attached to it, and everything that I was looking forward to using has actually been productive. There are so many different kinds of classes at so many different skill levels that even though I am not even close to the master skill level as I would say a good number of Peloton users are I can still find classes and a variety of classes for me to use there are so many different kinds of things that you can do and it's not just treadmill stuff if you have a treadmill and bike stuff if you have a bike these are classes that cover things like strength training and yoga and boxing which is one of the new additions to the Peloton lineup of classes if burnout has been something that you've struggled with and it certainly is something that I've struggled with Peloton has so much to offer you in the way of different workouts for different days, different lengths, different intensities. You can basically customize whatever kind of workout that you want to do based on your exact specifications, and Peloton has something for you. You can find out more. You can visit onepeloton.com to learn more. That's O-N-E-P-E-L-O-T-O-N.com. I want to thank Peloton for sponsoring this review, and I want to thank you for watching it. Stay tuned because later today, in just a couple hours actually, I will have a review out for Michael Bay's latest film, Ambulance. And this weekend, I'm going to have a review out for one of my most anticipated movies of the year, Everything, everywhere, all at once. So this is just the first of a few reviews this weekend. Thank you so much for watching. If you want to see even more of what I'm up to, you can check me out on Patreon at patreon.com slash Dan Thanks for watching. Stay safe, and I'll see you next time. Bye.